In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. On this particular Sunday, we commemorate in the church, for good reason, the fathers of the Holy Fathers of the Fourth Ecumenical Council in Chalcedon. Now at this council, along with the other six, for a total of seven ecumenical councils, their ministry, in a nutshell, is to maintain and clarify the gospel, the good news of who Jesus Christ is and who the Father is and who the Holy Spirit is and the one Godhead of the Holy Trinity. And so at this particular ecumenical council, it did the same. They are clarifying the truth that Jesus said. Because Jesus was only around a few years. And he taught so many deep and mysterious things. And he left the church guided by the Holy Spirit in order to clarify what he said. The ecumenical councils never added to the gospel. The ecumenical councils never made anything new. They never innovated anything. They clarified what Jesus said and what the apostles taught and what the scriptures said and what the holy tradition said. This is why we commemorate these ecumenical councils as being so valuable for our spiritual lives. Why is it valuable? Because Jesus himself said he came not to condemn the world, but that all men could be, to have knowledge of the truth. And this is the truth, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Jesus Christ is our Lord, our God, and our Savior. Jesus Christ is truly the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is what the ecumenical councils all clarify and uphold because this information is the good news that God has come and dwelt among us, taking the form of man, Jesus Christ, who is equal in essence with the Father and the Holy Spirit for our very salvation so that all of us can reap the benefits that God has given us, that we may live with Christ, with God, in his heavenly kingdom forever and ever. Now, we know that these ecumenical councils also came about because there are people that we call heretics that taught otherwise. The word heretic and the word heresy, as a reminder, means in the Greek to choose one's own way. It means that the church says this, but the heretic says, I'm going to teach something else. The church has always taught this, but the heretic says, I have some insider knowledge. I have some new knowledge that I can go and I'm going to say this is what actually is when Jesus Christ and the apostles in the church have long said otherwise. And the same is truth, true for this ecumenical council, both in Chalcedon, but all the other ones. Now, I'm not going to go in today for, into the details of the ecumenical council because we are going to be having our Catechism Orthodox Theology 101 class starting 
in October. And I would like all of you to come to that class on Thursday nights and to learn about in detail what the church has taught during these councils. But these councils have come and be given to us in order to, as St. Paul says, to hold fast to the faithful word that we have been taught. St. Paul said this to Titus. Titus is the apostle who was sent to Crete. He was the bishop of Crete. And Crete was a place, just like other places in the Mediterranean world, a place of all kinds of cultures coming and all kinds of people teaching all kinds of things and even people proclaiming to be Christians teaching a different gospel than what St. Paul and what the the body of Christ was teaching. So St. Paul placed Titus as the overseer, the bishop of Crete, and he gave him counsel. St. Paul gave Titus counsel. And we have this counsel in this, in this epistle, that a part of which we read this morning. Now, St. Paul is giving Titus advice. One of the first, the biggest things of advice he gave to Titus before this chap, part we read today, again, he said, hold fast to the faithful word that you have been taught, Titus, Hold fast to the gospel. This is the only good news that is true and that matters in this life. The good news that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is our God. He has come to guide us to salvation. And only through him may we find forgiveness of sins and resurrection from the dead. And then St. Paul, knowing about what Titus was going to be Facing the Crete, and I say this as a Cretan myself, so know this. St. Paul said to Titus, All Cretans are liars, he said. St. Paul's words, not mine. And I don't take offense at that. He says that Cretans are very tough people, and they, they, they will believe almost anything that they hear. They will believe the last thing that the last person has taught him. They will believe. Any new thing sounds familiar because we hear this on the internet today. Even the dumbest, stupidest, most evil idea or evil philosophy on group will have one million hits, one million likes, one million followers, if not more. And St. Paul gives it this advice. I hope you heard this in the epistle this morning. St. Paul says to Titus, avoid stupid controversies which he's referring to genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels over the law, for they are unprofitable and futile. Apply this to anything that you hear that has nothing to do with the gospel. Anything you see online. Most of these are are about stupid controversies, about things of the world, about politics, about about uh, all kinds of things that do not really feed our souls. The gospel is what feeds our soul spiritually and will lead us to the kingdom of heaven. St. Paul says to Titus, beware of factious people. It seems that we are surrounded by factious people that want to divide us into different groups and make us versus them and make uh, make, if you have to believe in this group, then be part of this group and believe in that group. And if you're part of us, you're not with them. And you're with them, you're, not, you're a part of us. That cannot be in the church. 
That cannot be in the Orthodox Christian Church. That wreaks havoc in the church. And it always has. And we've always had to be aware of factious people. It's factious people that taught, for example, that Jesus Christ is not Lord. Or Jesus Christ is not God. Or that Jesus Christ is merely a man and not God at all. All these factious people can wreak havoc in our church. But it's not just theological heresies that can wreak faction. It's when we get worldly and start focusing too much on what's outside of this church and start bringing it into this church and start colliding and, fact- and having arguments with each other. And especially it's true with certain subjects, especially today with things like politics. You never hear me, and this is not a political sermon now, you will never hear me give a political sermon because I have learned over my 50 plus years that the gospel is the most important thing. Now in closing, I want to quote something that King David wrote about this subject. He said something very similar in Psalm 40. King David said, Blessed is the man whose hope is in the name of the Lord and who does not look into vanities and false frenzies. Let me say that one more time. Blessed is the man whose hope is in the Lord and who did not look into vanities and false frenzies. There are so many false frenzies that are whirling around us in this world. There's one person that is true, and that is Jesus Christ, our Lord and our God and our Savior. And there's one place that we can find truth that is in the Orthodox Church. That is if we maintain our orthodoxy. The greatest enemy that we have in our spiritual life could be ourselves if we neglect to learn and to participate and know everything we can, both intellectually but also experientially and in our hearts of what this Orthodox Church, this beautiful church, has to offer us. So we give thanks to our Lord, we glorify Him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we give thanks and we honor the Holy Fathers of the Fourth Ecumenical Council in Chalcedon.